0: Trace for yourself with 25% off at Ritual.com slash podcast. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for 4 dollars each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, hello. Hi, I'm Tane.
1: And I'm Aid. And this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast.
0: Indeed, indeed. We are on week six. Just like that. The marriage is trudging along. Trudging. What an interesting word choice. I mean that's really <laughs> I feel like they've been in a honeymoon for like ten years.
1: <laughs> Every year it feels like that. I'm like, what do you and, and you're like, wait, but you guys have been married for one week?
0: Like if we were
1: to do some math, that means we have so many episodes left. Thankfully yep. we don't. Um <laughs> so what happened on Couples Cam this week?
0: Yes, yes, yes. Um, It was a really chill week. Nothing really amazing. It's the same things over and over. I think the highlight, well, highlight sounds like the wrong word, was just um Jamie being diagnosed with postpartum depression and Doug just being really sweet about it and, you know, just trying to make her feel better. And I did appreciate feelings insightful with Jamie, um, her bringing the truth because it was just weird. She said, she felt embarrassed and she felt sad because, you know, for those who know her story, she's tried so hard to have a kid. She's gone through many miscarriages and she's so happy that he's here. But then she still felt so sad and just disconnected, not taking showers, not wanting to get out the bed, which is a lot of struggles for a lot of more, a lot of moms. So it was kind of, you know, cool that she shared her story. Probably made some people feel less alone.
1: Oh, that's, that's I mean, it's sad, but it's nice. Yeah,
0: yeah. Dog is still a champ.
1: So besides Jamie and Doug, anybody else do anything interesting this week?
0: Um, I will say Elizabeth and Jamie, um, she finally got her wish and they went to South Carolina and I did not know they were that close to Greg and Deanna, but they went to visit them and Austin and Jessica got a house. They did? Well, they put a bid on a house and they really loved it. And then the realtor called back and said, um, they got the bid, but then it looks like they're having cold feet. I will say this episode was chill, but I will say the preview for next week is looks like it's going to be lit because it um, looks like Elizabeth's parents are telling her that they have Corona and Seanese and Jeffy continue to struggle and she's crying. And he's like, I'm taking the kids to New York. And Jessica and Austin are having cold feet. Like, yeah, we put a high bid. I didn't think we are going to get it, but.
1: As we know, <laughs> the DC real estate market is bonkers so um, I could understand putting in a bid and being like, that's too much money.
0: <laughs> yes. I did wonder what area. Put oh, a bid in.
1: now that so you that. told me that I'm like, I need to go back because I spend a lot of time looking at real estate and I can probably figure <laughs> out where they are.
0: I mean, I might've
1: actually seen their listing because that's all I do.
0: Okay. <laughs> but, but how about you what did you so, get from unfiltered so far unfiltered it was a good episode
1: it was amani karen and dr viviana fun fact karen and amani had met before they had mutual friends they had been at parties together <laughs> really so yeah, Um. back to this whole New Orleans is not that big of a city. And then that kind of made sense because, like, they did seem very cool and comfortable with each other every time we've seen them together. And That's that so funny. Like,
0: I was about to say the opposite. I was about to say they didn't seem like they know each
1: other anymore. But you know how, like, you go to parties or you go to events and you just kind of see someone and, like, you know who they are, but you don't talk to them or you don't get close yeah. to them. You know who they are.
0: Okay. Yeah, okay. that was the vibe I got. And okay. then...
1: They played the clip of Olivia and Brett talking about all of the dates that he went on. My favorite thing about Amani, like, I know we could be friends because she just, she's very, uh, she's just very blunt and to the point. And she just was like, I think it's arrogant and rude that he's proud of being a serial dater. It's gross. And Karen was all like, oh, you know, I'm really doubting his intentions watching this. And Dr. Viviana was like, you know, for some people it's all about numbers she doesn't fault him for doing all that dating, but the way that he shared it and told her about it bothered her.
2: Yeah, And Karen
1: also agreed like it's the, it's how he spoke about it, not necessarily what he said, which I think we were in agreement with that. But I was just like, okay, everybody thinks that. And then they talked about the 10 relationships with Miles and Amani once again, just coming through with her hot takes. She's like, he's counting every girl that he thought he could see something with. There's no way that there were <laughs> relationships. <laughs> so I thought that was funny. Um, and they had a predict, they did a little talk about sex, and they predicted that Bennett and Amelia would be the first to have sex, which I was like laughing by the time we got to the end of this week's episode because I was like, why would you guys predict that? That was kind of the <laughs> highlights of Unfiltered this week. Well, that's
0: pretty cool. Seems like it was a good group of people except Karen. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay moving on to our couples now how did you feel about the episode i really love this episode i
1: enjoyed the breaking of the fourth wall i don't think i've ever seen it among so many different couples on one episode of married at first sight yeah and i actually enjoy the breaking of the fourth wall because instead of us having to sit here and guess how they're being manipulated and directed we could just hear it ourselves and see it ourselves
0: Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Um, I don't know that I love the episode, because going in the same vein of what you're saying, we've talked about how Meredith Versailles is overproduced anyways, but I think this episode really highlighted how overproduced it is. Like, it's becoming way obvious that it's kind of taken away a little bit of the enjoyment for me i mean we watch reality shows we know we suspend all disbelief but now i don't mind the breaking the fourth wall because i liked how they use this in this episode which we'll talk about but the obvious manipulation the questions that are not coming off organic is just it's getting on my nerves now
1: and it's also kind of hurting the process
0: yeah. And maybe
1: it always has, but it's really obvious this week how all of the breaking of the fourth wall is like messing with these relationships. Yeah. That was what I enjoyed about the episode. So for our first couple, Amani and Woody, what did you think about the time they had this week?
0: Um, I enjoyed it. Um, they're still on the trajectory. I feel like I'm holding my breath with Amani and Woody because of the previews they've shown us in the past. But I'm trying to enjoy the moment that they're giving us. And honestly, they need to just drop all the experts and have Amani and Woody as the experts because they did a really good job of being Oprah in this episode.
1: I know. Even when you see them interacting with the other couples, they're asking the real questions. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. You got it. I love it.
0: I love it. (laughs)
1: and part of it i mean you guys should really just be focusing on your own relationship really, right. <laughs> because you've known each other for a week and things seem to be going good so just stick to like keeping this thing good but but then when they're interacting with other couples they just they go straight for it so i will get into yeah. that later but yeah. I like how they're developing as a couple. I don't... Okay, so back to... We talked about how things are overproduced. So every single couple was clearly asked to talk about what it's going to be like when they go home. Amani was getting a little, like, ahead of herself. Like, oh, everything... It sounded like she was saying everything's going to be terrible when we get home. And I was like, can you stop that, girl?
0: <laughs> no, see, I get it. But I can not relate because it is what I do. And I understand completely where she's coming from. Um, because you talk about, let's say, ideally, or maybe I speak for myself, I started dating when I was a teenager. And then you get to a certain age and you've gone through this with men the whole thing all the time. starts so out great. Then it ends up where it starts out great. At some point, you have to, like, you start being realistic. And it's just like, okay, things are going well and we we're strangers. It would be naive of me to think everything is going to remain the same. So I understood that part of her being scared. Because that's exactly how I am. I think it was kind of the general way she
1: spoke about it. Like, if she'd gotten into specifics, which I actually think the other couples did a better job of talking about specific challenges that they may face when they get home instead mm-hmm. of the whole, oh, it's fairies and butterflies here, but it's gonna, you know, I don't, I'm kind of worried about things going bad. Okay, well, is it about living together? Is it about, like, I wish they would have talked more about specific things instead of just this overall feeling like, oh, things might be bad when we get home.
0: Um, I see what you're saying, but I think it's also hard to specify or be specific about what it like you can you can guess and go around things because I think every couple is gonna have one thing that's their Achilles heel or something, but you don't know what it is. So I think it's hard just not know it. like when you date, you kinda know, okay, this is something we've been struggling with. But well, when you don't, you're like, what exactly is it gonna be? What is it gonna be when things start you know, cracking. So I didn't mind it. I mean, I see how it can be, but like, don't think ahead of you. maybe be in the moment, but it's hard. Definitely.
1: So they went on a dune buggy ride. Um, I thought that was funny when she's like, we've never been in a car to like where he's been driving. And now we're in this dune buggy, like going over these treacherous terrain. The New Orleans, whoever maintains the road in New Orleans was called out, you know, on national television because they were like, this is just like uh, New Orleans with all the falls And I was like, that
0: oh. <laughs> <laughs> so nice. That was that was funny but you know and they said keeping it real about just city I will say through the episode as we go through the couples I am going to say I've spoken in the past how I feel like this season they're not PDA people so in different going through the couples there were different moments where I had kiss 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 and then nothing happens and the dune buggy there was a moment there where I was like Amani and Woody just kiss I'm like, nope. So I will be throwing that in when we get to the points where I literally mark down, kiss, and nothing happens. So
1: <laughs> so while they're, you know, having fun on their vacation, driving their dune buggy, they meet up with Olivia and Brett, and it's a nice little meetup. What did you think?
0: Um, I thought it was cool. I thought it was, it reminded me of, again, the question I asked where I'm like, I wonder how the producers decide what couples meet up with which couples and I think it's safe to say Amani and Woody are the golden children right now the producers are just like score jackpot we're gonna use them all the time and it was just weird to me when it was news to me that she and Olivia were kind of cool or close or whatever so but I thought it was interesting because you could tell like they're not really feeling bread (laughs) so from
1: unfiltered we know that the husbands told the wives what happened at the bachelor party. Yes. Yes. And this time they talk about the Irish goodbye, but they don't mention the incident with Henry and his friends. Right? No.
0: But then again, do they all know? Isn't it just um, Henry? Who knows who else was there?
1: I don't know if they have been told at this point, but at some point the wives are told because from unfiltered, Amani said she was told. Miles said that he told Karen. At some point, they are told what happened with Henry and the girls.
0: Oh, okay. But we just don't know when.
1: Correct. So we don't know if they've already been told or if they've gotten, like, some hints. But now... So the Irish goodbye thing, I mean, I'm a huge... I mean, in the context of this, where you're supposed to be shooting a TV show, they clearly had some more stuff for you to do and you just left. That was rude. Generally, though, I'm a big fan of the Irish goodbye. (laughs) Just leave. <laughs> no <laughs> it's so annoying when you go to a party and it's a big party and there are lots of people and you come in and you say hello to the hosts and you give them a gift you have a good time at the party then you have to track them down to basically say thanks fun had a good night and that whole interaction takes way longer than it needs to
0: it's actually easier just to leave text and them it- in the morning and say thank you again <laughs> i understand okay for the sake of Maybe people who didn't watch the episode and are just listening, can you define an Irish goodbye for them? I don't know why they called it an Irish goodbye, but Irish
1: goodbye is when you just leave a party without saying goodbye. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) But like, (laughs) Brett just hopped into a truck that he had called, I don't know his friend. His excuse was that he was going to throw up, and that's why he left the way he did. And then they still shot a scene with the guys, like, after all the strippers and everybody had left, and Brett wasn't there for it because he had just left.
0: I was gonna ask you did you buy into the story because I liked how it led into it like you know it came up Woody brought it up and I don't know if Brett thought it was cute and then he was like yeah and then he winked at Imani ever the straight shooter she's like don't wink at me it's not cute (laughs) (laughs) she's like don't do that Imani she's a straight
1: yeah she's a straight shooter she's like don't do no I don't think it's funny or cute Mm
0: -hmm. yep so I was going to ask you, did you believe his explanation that he didn't eat, didn't want to throw up publicly, and he chose to leave? Mm, I did not believe it. let us That's as far as I'll go. What do you think? Okay. Um, I didn't buy it. I'm with Amani here because Amani was like, hmm. But I just think, because coincidentally, it happened after it. I did think he had too much to drink. And I do suspect that he got overwhelmed, especially the incident that happened with the friends and all. And he's like, I don't have to do this shit, and then he just left. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the whole meetup was cool, I guess. I don't know. I didn't think that they had so much chemistry. Uh
1: <laughs> I wasn't buying that Amani and Olivia are just the best of friends. I yeah. have you were you know, earlier you were trying to like figure out why are they pairing up certain they have basically sent Amani and Woody to be one on one with everybody. Is that right? Or like they did Amelia and Bennett last week.
0: They did Miles and Karen. Yes, they did do Miles and Karen. And then even when they meet up with the rest of the couples, they're like the center focus. They're the ones leading or driving the conversation. So like I said, they probably the producers have decided they're the golden children.
1: I would hope that this is more editing than actu- like than reality in the sense that you do not want to put all your eggs in one basket. <laughs> why would you want to put all your eggs in the Imani and Woody basket
0: Uh, it could be a setup for a fall and making the best of what they have right now but going back to the meetup question what did you think when they were joking about things they're going to discover when they go back and Brett made that joke about oh she might have stuffed animals from dead skin (laughs) (laughs) because the facial expressions of Woody and Imani was just like Wow! Wow! He did did go to the extreme.
1: (laughs) I mean, the stuffed animals will be bad enough that you got to throw in some dead skins in there. (laughs) This was the scene where I started to pick up that Brett deflects with jokes that aren't funny. This is your family thing, because he and Olivia also have this like dynamic where they pick on each other. But I started to pick up on he doesn't want to answer questions. Yeah. And his solution to not wanting to answer questions is to make jokes that aren't funny. Yep.
0: So hilarious, and under the guise of sarcasm, but mm
1: -hmm, agreed. So they finish their meetup, and then we're gonna fast forward to we see Woody and Amani again. They go and you know they have the rose petals, they have candles. He had a nice, thoughtful gift—a charm for a bracelet, which is the perfect level of gift for where they are in their relationship right now.
0: Yep, it is. I like the pace that it was. It was such a nice thing. Again could be ready producers but who knows but I will say before they led up to that I think when they were coming back from the dune buggy I think leading up to you know the romantic night that um, Woody had planned Amani has been good at leading the pace in terms of remember last week where they haven't had sex but they're showering together and she's the one who initiated it so I like the fact that they have some kind of intimacy but it's not quite sex and then even after the dune buggy she was like oh when we get home you're gonna have to rub my back tonight and then I think they give each other a kiss or whatever so I really really like just the pace of intimacy that they've been on so far as soon as I saw those rose petals on the floor because I think they did those rose
1: petals for all the couples but they made sure to like make a whole thing of it I was like these two are having sex tonight (laughs)
0: <laughs> it was it, it was quite obvious. Amani so was it because she was like, "I'm overwhelmed, I'm overwhelmed with happy feelings," and you could just tell she was giving the look. So yeah, they took a shower together, and then I think she kicked the cameras out. Am I right?
1: Yes. <laughs> she so, was like a people that predicted that Woody and Amani would be the first to have sex, congrats <laughs> to you. As far as we know, that's what happened.
0: Yes, give yourself a round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, unless a couple comes back after and now says, Oh, they had sex, but they didn't tell anyone. So, because that,
1: um, I feel like the only couple that would be candidates for that would be Bennett and Amelia. I-, I feel pretty secure and confident, maybe Olivia and Brett, but I actually feel pretty secure and confident that the other two are-, are not having sex.
0: Yeah, I feel that way too. But I feel if any couple was gonna hide it, it would be Olivia and Brett. If Amelia and Bennett had it, they won't hide it, they don't care. This one's in their bubble, <laughs> <laughs> so
1: very true. <laughs>
0: Yeah but yeah are we happy that Amanya Woody had sex? Yeah mm-hmm. I am. <laughs> okay um, <laughs> okay I don't I, know how I feel.
1: I feel like I'm an odds maker like does this increase or decrease your chances of having a happy and successful marriage? In the world according to Married at First Sight sex on the wedding night doesn't mean anything but honeymoon sex especially when you have a good vibe like these two I feel like they're in a good spot. Yeah. Because I feel like a few of our couples are going into that friend zone that they will never leave.
0: Well, yeah, agreed. But I think, okay, here's why I'm, I'm, I'm on the fence or I'm not quite sure is I'm happy. She did it because honestly, from the day they met, they wanted to rip each other's clothes off. I'm on the fence because Amani has fears. Amani has fears about their relationship. I don't know. I honestly can't predict what their relationship is going to be. I'm screwed up by whatever preview they showed us where they were fighting. It could just be a five-second fight where he comes back and says, I'm sorry. Or it could be the beginning of the end for them. And I don't want her to beat herself up because... You know, she had sex with him and think it's because of that. Because honestly, it's never really about that. It's we're, we're, whenever you decide to have sex with. So that's the only reason why I'm on the fence. And I'm glad that she scratched that itch. But I'm on the fence like, oh, God, I hope they do work out so she doesn't beat herself up about this.
1: No matter what happens, I'm looking forward to the rest of their journey.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll skip on over to Olivia and Britt. I feel like they made a huge appearance. Like there was a lot of Olivia and Britt this episode. Do you think so? Definitely. Um.
1: But like, it wasn't all good. <laughs> no. It wasn't, it wasn't. All bad. It wasn't like catastrophic. But you can c- kind of see the problems already.
0: Yeah. Oh, like this episode. I mean, the whole theme of this episode was the cracks are beginning to show. But um, Brett, I mentioned last episode that for me, or two episodes ago, I mentioned how I'm enjoying them, but I'm holding my breath because we can't forget the breath that we saw in the first episode. Last episode, I feel like it started showing. And this episode, I think, okay, we cracked the egg and the yolk is out. So it's beginning to seep out. But Brett's true colors begin to show because he starts with, um, Aid mentioned earlier how they have this banter thing going. And he ribs her for not flossing. And And it just went on too long. It just went on way too long. Exactly. It gets to a point where it's uncomfortable. When you have to question, is this a joke or are you actually taking a dig? Then you've done it like... We're not laughing anymore. One person's still laughing, the other person stopped a long time ago. But I'm side-eyeing him, like, okay, it's gone on too long, but Olivia is like, oh, this is cute, and that they pick on each other, and she thinks it's a good foundation, but this is gonna lead me to something I'm gonna say at the end, when we're done talking about them, about Olivia. So, AIDS talked about the meetup because she gets a text from Amani that they want to meet up. I actually thought Brett would be a dick about it, and be like, oh, I don't want to meet up, I just want to hang out with you, but he was cool, but production must have you know twisted his arm or something so um after the meetup they have a dinner and they have this Mexican crickets which is uh, some people might find gross I actually found it appetizing because I feel like I would try it (laughs) it it looks very well seasoned and it's not strange to me because in Nigeria we do have something like that um that we make that's similar I've never tried it but I would try it if I get the chance to. So
1: in um, your life. So talking of dinner, I can't believe it. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go into this. But, like, I really hate tableside guacamole. I really like guacamole. I don't like... One of my favorite restaurants does this, too. I'm not here to be entertained. Like, this is not Benihana. I don't want to watch someone make my food. I come to a restaurant so that someone can bring me my food. Not so I can watch you make it. And when I come to a restaurant, like... I'm not in a stage of life where I'm going to dinner with anybody who I don't want to talk to. So now I have to stop my conversation to watch you mix some stuff in a bowl. I don't, And then I don't want to ignore you because that's rude. So I hate table-side guacamole. Wow. <laughs> Make my guacamole back in the kitchen, bring it out to me, say, here's your guacamole, and <laughs> go back to the kitchen
0: wow sounds like a personal problem it's very
1: i mean it is personal but i feel very passionately about table guacamole
0: wow something i've never even given a thought to in my mind in my life but okay <laughs> so <laughs> when the guacamole is done they talk about work <laughs> so the two start talking about work and we know that olivia is a nurse and do we know what brett does actually it okay I didn't, I well, didn't know.
1: Gonna, see me. Here's the thing. She's not, I, I don't want to say Justin or she's a nurse practitioner, which is, okay. based, which is the space between a nurse and a doctor. Um,
0: I mean, I'm, yeah. Once I, I she said
1: she was a nurse practitioner, I was like, Oh, okay. That's why you make three times as much money. as you.
0: So they start talking and then she asked how much he makes. And as Ada alluded earlier, Brett does not like answering questions. He just gets uncomfortable, you know, for someone who claims he's so good at communication, he turns it on her. How much do you make? And then it becomes this back and forth thing. And then he whispers to her what she does and then asks her if she's bothered, you know, and just the way, the problem with Brett is the tone in which he says things. Sometimes the things he says are not exactly wrong, but he just says it in a, condescending manner which he goes under the guise of i'm being sarcastic but it's not you're just being plain rude and then she okay. says i'm not bothered and then she asks him are you you know are you threatened by it he goes nope it's not it's actually a turn-on that you make that much money and let me tell you listeners that's a goddamn lie i did not believe it for one Zach second. that was a goddamn lie he was just lying <laughs> you I, did, tell. I, really, I
1: did not agree with it for i'm like you what? I just feel like if a man is actually comfortable, like eventually we're going to hear this conversation, I think, with Bennett and Amelia, and we're going to get an act because Bennett is a person who would actually be. Brett is not comfortable with her making as much money as she makes. <laughs>
0: Brett is not at all. <laughs> like you could just. So, and I think from that moment, you could just see his body language and how everything, you know, the conversation just, just devolved, as far as I'm concerned. She mentions in the matchmaking process, she specifically said. I like expensive things. I like nice wines. And then he comes up, what? I like cheap wine. Like, this was the little digs that he was doing that I thought was really quite rude. Like, just let her talk. And you could tell her facial expressions. She's just <laughs> getting frustrated by him. And then she goes, oh, you should try the cheap wine. You should probably try the cheap wine. And she says, I specifically mentioned. So why would they, I mean, again, we talked about this. Maybe he lied on his, you know on his form, and said that he was fine with it, but he didn't really seem fine. She says, oh, I eat out a lot. He says, shaking his head, like, nope, nope, I don't. Okay. Like, at this point, I feel like he was being condescending to her and putting down, like, her lifestyle choices, but she works hard for it. Correct. You
1: know? You know? So, and like, you know. It's, a, it's a complicated issue when there's, like, a mismatch in how much you make versus how much your partner makes. Yeah. But the way he handled it, like, and I didn't, maybe it's because I'm with Olivia, like, she wants to go on vacation and she doesn't want it to be like, Oh, I don't have money for vacation. Yes. It's never been saying that I want someone to make a ton of money like I make. It's just I want to go on vacation. I want my partner to go on vacation with me, like Yeah. I I want to go out. Like it wasn't even I think about vacations or wine or anything. Like she literally said, Does he just want to sit at home? And I'm thinking to
0: myself, does he? I don't think he does I think he probably has made the choice to stay home because it's cheaper. So now he doesn't know how to address it. Like instead of him to be more accommodating, like, oh, you know, I'll find a way to make it work. It's different for me, but you know, I'm willing to see what I can do. Instead, he made a very blatant comment when she said, oh, I like to eat out a lot. He's like, well, it's not like I don't like to or I can't if I want to, but I'd rather invest. I thought that was a put down. Yeah. I thought that was a put down. And but that it, was that just- being open and honest about it. He was yeah. jokes that are not yeah. funny. That are not funny. Here lies my problem with Olivia. They do this. You can clearly see that she's a little irked by it. But every single time she comes to te- talk to us, she tells us, oh, we're finding differences. But he's okay. It's okay. We're still coming. Everything's still fine. But hes I'm not mad at him. He's too cute to stay mad at. I'm like, Olivia, you're already making excuses before you even start the journey. Yeah. It's that mismatch. Because,
1: you know, they're going to talk about two other things, I think, that are just like mismatch mm-hmm. and then at the end of it she's gonna tell us it's all fine and it's like yep. no you guys like have a lot to discuss yeah have a lot to think and consider not that you should throw in throw away the
0: whole man but like
1: there's differences here
0: yeah put it in the back of your mind and realize that hey this is something important so she asks when they go back to the room and this is something i think <laughs> olivia did she asked a lot of questions i don't know if it's her force to producers but she did ask him how he feels about the pace of things sexually he says oh by the third date he's already in olivia's like oh i'm not judging and then he again starts making jokes that i think puts her down so like seven date, jeez you make a guy work oh why would you do that like if she's respecting the fact that you are in on the third date and it's not her thing Why can't you respect the fact that she's saying seven... I don't even know if she said it or if he just calculated that by himself. He kept on asking five dates, six dates, and then they
1: got to seven dates.
0: And she was just
1: like, I don't have a number. And then he's like... And then another interesting thing is like, oh, seven dates when you only see each other every two to three weeks. Like, (sighs) why would you start dating someone and only see them every two to three weeks? Unless, of course, you have such a busy dating schedule that it's hard to fit them all in, Brett.
0: Um I want to hear from his ex. I really do. I just want to know what, you know, the relationship was like i don't think anyone deserves to be cheated on but i would just like to know what that relationship was like but she goes on to say okay we'll agree we'll know the moment and every time she's talking i feel like he keeps cutting her off saying yeah yeah, yeah sure oh okay yeah yeah of course anything so goes, to just move on after yeah. putting her down anything to just move on yeah exactly so she's like we'll agree we'll know the moment but i don't want you to feel rejected which i thought was very thoughtful of her Because, you know, for the most part, I think it's usually we're used to making sure the girl is comfortable, a la Karen. So there's not a lot of reciprocal, like, you know, for the guys or whatever. It's like, oh, you're comfortable. You're comfortable. What about the guy? Like, what if, you know, they're on a certain level? So, no, I like the fact that she told him, hey, I don't want you to feel rejected. So she tells us again, oh, I feel like he's respectful now, but I still think that he's going to get frustrated soon. So she must have picked up on something, even though she's lying to us and herself, but she must have picked up on something in his tone. So then they
1: have a discussion about their argument style, and they're both like, oh, I don't get mad. Oh, I don't <laughs> yell. And I was like, "What is this? what does it matter? It's very interesting... People can't really describe their argument style properly. I think it's just a hard thing to assess about yourself. And I also think, oh, because I don't yell and he doesn't yell and she doesn't yell. We have similar argument style. No, 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 no. We've already figured out that his argument style he doesn't even know how to be open. He's very very passive aggressive. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know
1: about her. I haven't figured her out yet, but I'm like, uh, I'm so glad you guys talked about how you don't yell, but this is not actually
0: useful. I do think she's good. And you're right. Like, there's no way to know your argument skills because, again, it depends on the person. If you have a person who actually talks and maybe just gets animated, that's different from someone who shuts down and maybe irks you even more. You don't know who you are. And also depends on your level of feelings for the person. So I don't know if anybody has one particular argument style, but I agree. It was just a pointless conversation. But I thought it was just hilarious that, He asks if they can maintain this level of easygoing. He says, I never get mad, even though uh, in a few, we're going to talk about how he got (laughs) mad. And then he's like, because when he said that, we hadn't even reached that scene. And I'm like, do we actually believe this? Because he looks like, like, he got. I feel like he was mad when he left the bachelor part, the bachelor party. I don't know. That was the vibe that I got. So I don't know. So he was just saying like, oh, he's a good communicator. You will always know when something's wrong and all that. And I'm like, okay, Brett, you we need more people. Do you want to yeah. get into this next conversation that was just... I, I was like, so I was- identified with this next conversation. because I was like,
1: <laughs> I didn't actually agree with how Olivia handled it, even though she and I are the same person. So <laughs> Olivia... <laughs> Olivia's like, oh, I I have like a very social life. I do this, I do that. I've been told by many people I have the same life, overscheduled, something going on every day. But the way she described it, oh, oh, and then I talk to my sister every day. She said she talks to her best friend every day. I'm the same way. There's people I talk to on the phone. Like there's just it's a full, busy, active life that involves a lot of other people. Even though I'm single. Yeah. Um, she if I were to go into any relationship I would be like, "Oh, this has to change. These activities obviously are going to have to change because now there's someone who I'm in partnership with." And I agreed with her like there's got to be us activities, you activities, my activities. Yeah. But oh, I hang out with my two married friends every day. I th- that's what it sounded like to me. And I was like, "No, no." <laughs> he I, I think he was actually right in
0: that argument. Really? I think he was needling her because Olivia wasn't saying, she says, I know that I do this. I'm doing this because I'm single. I married someone to do things with. Now that you're here, I don't, I, I'm, things are going to change, but I don't want it to change too much in terms of like, she's still going to talk to her friends. She's going to talk to her parents, but even she doesn't know how much is going to change because she has all the time now because she's single. But when she has someone and they have plans, of course it's going to take a natural course of not being, you know, the same. There's more time on her hands right now. But if it was that she was saying a staunch, nope, 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 no. It was that she was saying like, you no, know, I don't want it to change that much. I still want it to be, but of course it's going to be a. But I think he was needling her. He was willfully misunderstanding her. That's the best way I can put it. He kept going, oh, but, oh, so is there time for me? Is there, well, of course. That's why she got married. She has the time because she's single <laughs> now. But now that she's married, the assumption is you guys are going to be doing things together and then she won't, you know, she'll be like, are you gonna have time for me? Well, it doesn't seem like so. Hmm. And I, so I just think he was being Brit and willfully like just needling her. Agreed. So she used
1: the word sacrifice. And that also was like, I was like, sacrifice. Hold on. I mean, sa- you're going to sacrifice your activities to hang out with your husband who you said you wanted? <laughs> I do agree with you that his st- they, like the communication style so far is not very good. But yeah. then of course she goes to come tell us that things went well, but they have things to discuss. And
0: I'm like, things
1: didn't go well.
0: You guys have had a great day. And that is what she said. <laughs> I was just like, she says all is fine and all that. So I'm like, hmm. So they get to like
1: the end of the evening, they're sitting in bed, she's badgering him and he doesn't want to talk. The reason why she is badgering him is because the producers have given her a list of questions that they need to get through in this conversation this evening, and he is done. But because he's passive aggressive, instead of just saying, you know what, I can't do this right now, maybe we can do it in the morning, mm-hmm. maybe we can do it later, I can't do this right now, he instead just kind of like shuts down, she gets frustrated, she
0: cries, it was really sad it was really sad but i kind of i was i think i was on his side i I knew what she was getting at because um to clarify the question she was asking him is are you excited when we go back what are you gonna do what are you gonna and it's like like, we've already had this
1: conversation about going back this is the producers making sure that they have two going back conversations to pick from when it's editing time
0: yeah so he, she was just trying to get him answers. And then she got frustrated that he didn't have any answers. She's like, aren't there places you want to take me to? Aren't there things? I don't know. And he's trying to explain like, hey, and he's visibly like just had a long day and he's over. It was bad timing. Sometimes you just know when to let things go so she just got frustrated and he's like i don't know what you want me to say and then he did say i hate but the fact that he shut down was hilarious granted given that he told her that he's a good communicator so i'm just like <laughs> you know you all you had to say was i'm tired we could talk about this tomorrow morning i don't want to be rude and then that would have been it because olivia is pretty agreeable so you know that something, wouldn't have that, any- he out, something that he got out was that he's saying
1: we're not going to have time together because we're going to be shooting every day and you're gonna be working all the time and that's where like this fourth wall breaking thing is it was hard for me watching it to be like is he upset because he's done talking for the day or is he upset because he's like we're shooting right now they want me to talk about going home where we're going to do more shooting, and I'm tired of these cameras in my
0: face. Probably, because the easiest way to, and I think what she was asking was just to say, oh, I have these restaurants I want to take you to, I have this friend I want you to meet, oh, this this place me and my cat enjoy. It was simple as that, but she also needs to read the room and know, like, we'll never know what his reason was, because we still have to talk about, you know, the argument we haven't talked about yet, where he was probably just needle by the whole day. It was a long day. It really was a long day. And Olivia has been asking questions from the moment they got up to this moment. So, <laughs> But this
1: is what, like, the, all this fourth wall breaking that they did this episode, this brings up my question. The question that I have, and this has come up in previous seasons, sometimes the couple is actually arguing about who is more willing to be compliant with what yeah. the cameras are asking for. Yeah. Like, Stephanie and AJ would get into these fights too. Philadelphia. This is where I'm like, you're messing with the relationship.
0: And it's inevitable because the fact that you're doing this whole thing, is already stressful, and you're doing it on a TV show, you know, it is what it is. But I will round them up by they, you know, she starts crying, and then she starts yelling at him, and something that stood out to me was that she was like, I don't want to get married twice. I'm not going to do this and pour my heart to you and you're not giving it to you. And to me, that was a death knell. I'm just like, once you say that, that means you're gonna do anything you can to make this work. I'm just gonna close my eyes. I just she just really wants to stay married, and I don't know if that's gonna be helpful. I like that she was formidable when they were talking about the whole parents' lifestyle fitting you in. Olivia's a strong woman. I think I misjudged her from the first one, and I, I was really impressed by how she handled that. So I'm I'm on the fence. And what is huger her need to stay married or her? Strength as a woman, if that's the best way to put it, because she seems like she knows what she wants and you know she's pretty strong willed. So I'm trying to see which is going to win out in this, but they ended it up all nicely in the morning. I will give them that. I woke up in the morning and Brett actually apologized. I was very surprised about that, but what I liked was he didn't just apologize generally, he apologized specifically you know, for the things he did wrong and he says he feels better and he thinks, you know, everything's going to be good and they communicated. He likes that, you know, they got over their fight and this was another moment where I was like, kiss, 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 but no, there was no kiss.
1: Yeah, and that's also a thing, like, at one point during one of their stand-up interviews, he had his arm around her and I yeah. was like, I guess that's a little bit of a <laughs> No. Like, like, there's no hand-holding, kissing, like, and this is just general for all the couples except for Woody and Amani. Yep. And, like, it, it's a concern of mine. Um, I am glad that he apologized and he apologized for one thing but he did gloss over I think some other things so it was good and he was willing to do the producer prompts so that was kind of the end of them we'll see what happens there I don't think it's going to be good but I'm willing to wait and see
0: I don't know she's she's, she's determined (laughs) so then we
1: go to Amelia and Bennett they are also having their discussion same question what are we going to do when we go home what did you think of their chat?
0: I think it was cute. I, I, honestly, it's just hard to determine. I think with Amelia and Bennett, um, it's mostly their vibes. Half the time, I'm like, what are these people talking about? But they're happy. So if they like it, I love it. I think bringing up about the ex, I think that was a good question, right?
1: it was a good question but at one point you're like please lord don't talk about your exes you guys have known each other for a week but then she was just like oh okay i'll do all the things your ex did because they made you feel good like, <laughs> it was nice and she even said because you have expressed a lot of concern about like whether or not she can go deep
0: yeah and
1: she like she even said you know i have a thing and i'm gonna try really hard to like go deep i thought it was really nice
0: I thought it was, but I also said, where?
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I've heard you say it, but I haven't seen you do
0: it. (laughs) I love it. She said, I'm going to stop being fickle. Self-awareness. I'll give her a point for that. So I do like that he mentioned how easily he gets infatuated. I'm glad he mentioned it, but then
1: you're like, oh, okay. So is that like something we should be paying attention to? (laughs) Oh, you're infatuated now, but this might not last. Okay. Um, She sang him a song. That was good. It was a good song, but I don't care for amateur artists on TV. Oh and honestly, she pulled out that guitar and I was like, look, it's Matt from season nine in Charlotte, female form. Oh um, but she's a much better singer than he is. Much better. And her song was much
0: better. Yeah.
1: So then they went outside and did something outside. Um, they did make sure to throw in a commercial for the Hotel Escarre. That's what Pastor Cal called it, apparently. I've that is what he it.
0: called it. <laughs> Can I just say once again... <laughs> I was like, is
1: it French? Because I don't think it's Escarre unless it's French, but who knows?
0: Can I just say they are doing a good job? I don't know if my pockets—I'm scared to check—but I have, I have Hotel Escarre on my list. I'm like, I gotta check this place out. They have everything on here. So.
1: They, they made sure to mention it's all inclusive and you don't have to carry anything.
0: They sure did. So that's <laughs> on my list. So.
1: <laughs> the whole like parenting style thing. Wow. What did, what did you think?
0: Um. It made sense. That's the way I can put it. Amelia jokes about Bennett being her power of attorney now, about death. You know, I'm with her. I do want my organs donated and cremated. Sorry, guys. There was a moment where they were talking about kissing currency, and I thought there would be a kiss, kiss, kiss. But nope, didn't get it. But (laughs) (laughs) When Amelia mentions how her parents let her do whatever... (laughs) I'm I was like, Amelia's
1: like, <laughs> kids will be robbed and killed with that attitude.
0: And their <laughs> hair like, is not going to. Be- and then Bennett rightfully asks, "You know, <laughs> are you going to be the same?" And this girl says, "Oh yes, they were so trusting of the world and strangers." Girl, and I was like, "What? What?" 20- In mean- twenty, <laughs> whenever they have kids, do you see the state of the world right now? But it made sense because remember when her mom said i don't see red flags (laughs) (laughs) but it's so funny
1: because this whole like free-range parenting movement and i agree with parts of it mainly because i lived parts of it you know like the way kids are hovered over is not the way that i was hovered over right yeah from from what i can see but at the same time i'm like your attitude in 2020 i don't i don't know about this i feel bad things could happen absolutely like you could be lucky but you have to be more cautious jeez you know people suck so even if you did want to be like a free-range parenter these people will call cps on you in a minute
0: yeah and i do think it's a life skill to just you know be aware of any danger that might be lurking you can't go trusting strangers (laughs) Jeez, but again bennett rolls with the punches he's like my only thing is screen limiting i'm like okay bennett (laughs) very reasonable Um, they had a
1: discussion about flossing I cannot listen to these people talk about floss and pee anymore so we're just gonna move on from that
0: Um, Uh, do you want to talk about Bennett's idea of what flirting is yeah go
1: ahead let's talk about it
0: (laughs) Bennett was like (laughs) I think they must have asked him a question about flirting he's like Um, I think we are. I mean, I don't know. They say flirting is when you're having a good time, but I have a good time with my guy friends. So am I flirting with them? I mean, maybe (laughs) it was just hilarious.
1: (laughs) Same, Bennett. I'm like, what is flirting?
0: (laughs) What is flirting? Flirting is like when Amani says, hey, you're going to rub my back tonight. Oh, you look so good. I want you to look at me like you look at your food when they're bringing it out. It's like suggestive innuendo comfortable flirting like you know playing playful but I don't know if that applies to Amelia and Bennett because listen they built a fort together and talked about a card for I did like that that was cute I, I was like that makes such fun parents I want to build a fort <laughs> their kids are not even going to need toys their parents is, Bennett's going to be a house husband they're teaching them how to talk to trash cans so they'll be fine not my
1: talking. favorite part was when she fell asleep while he was talking, because, you know, that's <laughs> what we want to do sometimes, too.
0: <laughs> but, you know, it all goes back to what we were saying about, this is the second time when he's talking about something deep, you know. She checks out. She checks out. And I can't believe he woke her up to continue, and she <laughs> fell asleep again. <laughs> so my concern still stands is, does Amelia have any depth?
1: I don't know, but we're going to find out. So at some point, all the couples meet up for was it happy hour again?
0: No, they didn't specify. They just met up this time. They didn't. Even... There was
1: alcohol, and they were by yeah. a bar, so whatever. Um, <laughs> there was a whole dis- um, discussion about whether Karen would beat Miles in a race, and Amani said the dramatics are unnecessary, which is part <laughs> of this like maturity issue that may be going on with Miles and Karen. Because last time it was the Cougar thing, like eh, it's not a good look.
0: Well, I didn't think anything of it. I thought it was just playful. In the moment, I didn't think anything
1: of it. But the more I thought about it, I was like, I'm convinced they're, you know, dropping breadcrumbs. And I thought that might have been a breadcrumb. They talked about sex or how far, you know, what kind of level of intimacy that they're at. And Bennett gave the exact same answer that he gave
0: last week with,
1: we're smooching. And
0: it's like, (laughs) okay. I've never heard the word smooching so much as I have from Bennett's mouth on this show. (laughs) It's like...
1: (laughs) I'm like, I don't even know in what context I've heard that word before. Like, where where would you find that?
0: Um, For me, it was when I was younger. It was very common in Nigeria, in high school. It was very uh, bad. <laughs> That's the <okay>. last time. <laughs> Henry's like, nope. And Woody, oh, God love Woody. <laughs> this is a kiss. Y'all aren't kissing? That says a lot. What is that? like, if you can't kiss your wife, well, that says a lot. But then, but then he says that to Henry, but does that also apply to Karen and Miles? A hundred percent. Yo, he didn't say anything. He's just, you know, let's keep it fair.
1: I, I mean, when Woody said that, I actually thought more about Karen and Miles. Because she wouldn't let him kiss him at the altar. I don't think she'd let him kiss, him in the past seven, kiss her in the past seven days. I, it's not a good look, you know? Oh, I don't like Karen. So then they talk about fruit, and that was dumb. Except for Christina with <laughs> apples, grapes, or oranges. There's cooler fruit out there. And I was like, this is the one time where someone answered that
0: question perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> Did you catch Karen's face when Miles said a guava?
1: I did not, what was her face like?
0: Yeah, she's like a guava, but then he was like saying all these nice things, but I don't think it mattered to her. I just don't think Karen is here for, I don't, she just needs to give him a chance, but yeah, that was, yeah. But can I ask a question? Sure, go for it. Why is Christina wearing a turtleneck? Girl, I was about to say, Christina's wearing the Murr's clothes.
1: I, and I was like, is it see-through? Therefore, maybe? No!
0: Not for me? I know. <sighs> I know it's see-through, but this girl was wearing... It's Mexico. It's so hot. I got a sunburn in Mexico. But she had, like, long sleeves, and the the neck was all up to...
1: You know, no. We fit. never did see her in a bathing suit, so I think she's always the most covered up. If you looked at all the girls, what they were wearing to the bar scene, she was just wearing the most. Yep, absolutely. So, but yeah, they split up, you know, and they the girls go one way, and the guys go another way, and I, you know... I had my flashback to Dallas and Dave and Amber and the ratings. <laughs> <laughs> and because it went so spectacularly when with that time, they're like, let's do, make these people do this again. So let's talk about the ratings. What did you think?
0: I think it was fine. I think it would have gone fine if some people just weren't who they were. So I'll go down the ratings of what they were. Miles asked them, oh, how would you rate your marriage? Um, I think Bennett was like, it's a 10. Um, Amelia says eight. Woody says he gives it a nine. Amani also says a nine. They're even on the same page even when they're not together. Henry says seven. Christina says five and explains that he's just giving her nothing, which is true. Um, Miles says eight. Don't know where he got the eight from. And Karen says six or seven. I was very surprised. She Miles even went said down. eight
1: because he's in La La Land while the rest of us are on <laughs> more Earth watching him and his wife.
0: <laughs> and then we
1: almost there, but nowhere near. You know,
0: it's just I, I feel for the guy, though I'll say that. Then they ask Brett, and Brett goes into this tirade. We've already mentioned how he doesn't like to answer questions. Just say no. I'd rather not. But no, then brett has to have the last word and goes like it's a ridiculous thing i'm not going to trivialize a marriage oh i think it's stupid oh i think it's uh i'm not going to say anything and then the camera slips to olivia and she goes i'll give it a seven so the specific thing that
1: brett said that really stuck out to me was i'm not going to rate something that's a series of staged events that is him expressing his frustration with those cameras And these people in his face telling him (laughs) to talk about things he doesn't want to talk about.
0: Yeah. And I think that's something the experts really should look for when they... I don't know if you can tell that when you're matchmaking, but it is... It's it's tenuous. Like, it's very stressful. You have to get people who are okay with it. But I don't know if from day one, we could tell someone like Karen's going to be a lot for her or certain people... How is it that they can tell? They've been doing it for how many seasons now? But anyways, they talk about that and somehow Brett overhears when Olivia says seven and he's just like, my feelings are hurt. I didn't like that she said that. And, to me, at this point, Brett is an insecure man. That's, to me, the deduction of everything. He's threatened that she makes more. He doesn't like that she's seven, that he's been giving it his all, and why she didn't get seven. Isn't he the one who just said, it takes time, it's a process? So, what do you think he's mad about?
1: I don't know. I think your conclusion is the best conclusion.
0: I, I just look at
1: him, and I'm just confused. You're right. This whole rating thing was a waste of time. The only <laughs> thing that matters is after what what they said, how they arrived at that number. Are yeah. you rating potential? are you rating attractiveness are you rating how much fun you're having everybody's rating different things so it's an irrelevant number i swear this will be like amber and dave that girl went on about that seven and a half for so long (laughs) she stormed out of that furniture store about that seven and a half i feel like three weeks
0: from now i would not be surprised if brett is still talking about but you gave me a seven but someone explained it correctly like it's all relative like you know you could be at a You could say five, and your partner says five, and both of you would still be okay because it's like we understand. You know what? It's just day seven, and this is where we are, and you know we're getting to know each other, so it's pretty cool. Like at least we don't hate each other and be fine. And another couple would be like five. What do you mean a five? What do you whatever? So it wasn't like I didn't think it was a big deal, but he is entitled. I will give him that. He's entitled to think that he doesn't want to rate it. But again, the problem with Brett is the way he expresses himself. To go all the way to say it's ridiculous, it's stupid, when five, four other people just rated it before you. So you, you're indirectly calling them stupid. That's
1: true. So. But we don't know they did it in that order if they just put it in that order.
0: Um, okay, so after they're done with the
1: ratings, we're going to switch to Woody and Imani being the real hosts of this show. <laughs> when I asked Henry, if Christina wanted to have sex, would you? And Henry bobbed and weaved and just went all around trying not to answer that question. And I was like, yeah, you know, no, you don't want to have sex with her. Because <laughs> you could see a person walking down the street and be like, provided everything good, would you bang him? Yeah. And Henry couldn't couldn't even do that for Christina,
0: which means he doesn't want to. Yeah. Okay, but let me ask you this. If your answer is no, what is the best way for you to say, no, I would not have sex with her if she wanted to have sex with me now? Exactly. You're right. (laughs) <laughs> there's no I'm like what's so- a
1: diplomatic <laughs> way to say but it's not even about would you have sex is are yeah. you attracted? You're yeah. not attracted. And you know what, Tate you deserve five gold stars. We have to wait and see. But for now, it looks like you're right. Henry is not attracted to Christina.
0: It is not. So that's what I'm saying. It's like I don't like the guy, but honestly, there's no way to answer that question when your real church answer is no. I will not. <laughs>
1: I love how Woody asked that question because he kind of put Henry's back up against a wall. And Christina hasn't managed to do that. So Olivia and Brett, Christina and Henry break off away from the rest of the group and go have their own thing. Nothing really happens with with Henry and Brett. But Christina takes this opportunity to be like, oh, I've seen guys like Brett and I just want to warn you. There's only two things happening here. I'm going to give Christina the benefit of the doubt. I think Christina knew what happened with Henry's friends. Her mistake was that she didn't just straight out say it. So she started vaguely trying to refer to things and it made her look really bad.
0: Yeah. Did it? Well, you're right because there are two ways to it. One. Yeah. She really cares. But honestly, Christina doesn't look like the kind of person who, gives a shit about someone else that much so i don't know if we really care or more like i need someone to go down this relationship hell with me and calling somebody else to poke holes because girl you have problems in your house so,
1: <laughs> so it's a joke it's a joke for christina to go to someone else oh you know he doesn't seem like a good guy or you don't know him and, or and he, i wonder if we're gonna find out if with this tiny new orleans dating scene she does know some things about him
0: i think the producers have made them not talk about the bash because it's, it's crazy how it's not come up yeah they're holding the it up for something but again olivia is very formidable she's not about that life she's like you don't know him you've only known him for 10 years she's like i am staying married damn it thank you for your opinion but goodbye so i but i actually i believe that olivia
1: is right to take this what does christina Know as far as she knows, what does Christina know? Nothing,
0: yeah, yeah. Speaking of Christina, should we get into Christina and Henry? Oh, we should
1: because those two, another (gasps) week of delivering.
0: Oh my gosh, so I'm gonna take a deep breath and try to go through their season, but of course, their segment starts with Christina complaining about something. I've said this before. Every time the camera comes on them, she's complaining about something. And she's complaining about the food or what was it? that Was it pasta? Was it not pasta? I didn't even understand what her complaint was. Were you expecting
1: pasta and it wasn't pasta? I didn't even know.
0: And poor Henry, just always visibly uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable for us, too. But, you know, <laughs> and I that,
1: <laughs> This was actually the, I can't remember. I guess this was the first time in the episode where they, you know, were like, let's just acknowledge that we're all shooting a TV show. I was yeah. actually surprised at how open they are about interrupting the conversation to make sure they get their questions asked.
0: <laughs> but, you know, this is the thing about Married at First Sight. I think we've come to a point, and I've noticed it, like, in just us talking about it because of how overproduced it is we don't really sit and enjoy the show we're always thinking about Maybe they did this. Maybe they said this. Maybe they had to, oh, the producer said this because... And then them breaking the fourth wall because the producer accidentally calls Christina Christine and Ooh. then she <laughs> corrects him. She's like, Christina, I don't know why they showed us that. And then they wanted to provide
1: context for Henry doing an, a, an interview where he says Christina's impatient. And he doesn't just refer to like, oh, she's impatient with the staff at the resort. Oh, she's impatient with the activities. He's uh, like, she's
0: impatient with the crew. Yeah, that makes sense. But... But it's just, but do you notice what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of, I don't just watch something. Someone could just, Woody could just pass money an orange. And I'm like, oh God, did the producer make her pass it down because they're going to Florida and then they want to symbolize the orange? I just don't see it as innocently anymore because they're just always something that they're, you know, prodding and, you know, pushing. Because, but then Harry is saying that, uh, you know, she can't be impatient in your production, but then. Production, ask a question. Is there anything you would like him to do more or less of? And I'm like, you realize he's right there, right?
1: And he successfully avoided answering the question. She didn't ask. She got snippy, was like, I'm not asking him that. And <laughs> he, he never had to answer the
0: question. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I forgot. And then the producer follows up again with that. And is like, so Christina, do you need clarification on it? Is it because he's not communicative? I'm like, yo, guys, like I would get frustrated too. Like he's, again, she's right there. And then she's like, nope it's superfluous. don't ask me that question i'm like wow these people are really struggling i really can't believe they still asked that while he was there he was gracious because i'd be like i'm right here but again breaking the fourth wall is really kind of new to the the show it's not something they do often but anyways he does ask the right question when he says is there more or less from each other that you need and then he eats and this girl is like are you eating because you don't want to (laughs) answer And then he starts stuttering, and he's like, no, 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 I was going to answer. I just- <laughs> no, you weren't. No, you weren't. That's why you put the purple food in your mouth, because you didn't <laughs> want to answer the question. <laughs> and then anyway she goes i'll go she's like i want you to take charge and i want you and i'm not used to it i struggle with that so this is my problem when she says i want you to take charge does she mean in general does she mean pda what does she what does that mean i think she is saying i'm willing i don't want to say have sex but she's like
1: i'm willing to like kiss or like make out or something and you need to like express to me that you want to I'm fully convinced he doesn't want to. <laughs> no, but and why,
0: why is she vague about it? Because even I am like- do you
1: okay. really think she's being vague because I'm not misunderstanding at all.
0: Oh, I am. Because I'm like, take charge. Like, do you? Because they, like, I don't want to be the one showing you things. Like, I want you to say, we're doing this tonight. Or we're going on a date. Not you saying, what do you want to do? So, okay, I'll do whatever you want to do. Or do you mean take charge and kiss me? Because on their wedding day, you kissed them, So you kiss him and see what happens. Like, I don't know. So I, I thought it was vague.
1: My question about it was- is it fair to ask like if you're with someone and you're like hey if you make a move on me i'm gonna be like interested and reciprocate i feel like she's trying to avoid rejection and it's not really going very well (laughs) she's like oh if i just tell him that i expect him to make a move and you know i i think in her mind oh he wants to make a move he just he's not sure about it i just need to tell him but she's told him five times and he's not doing anything
0: uh so (laughs) That, that was the other thing i don't know why she's not picking up what he's dropping he's not about your life christina Not about your life, but I mean, he does get the balls to tell her about the patience thing, and she's like, you know, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Is she though? Um,
1: who knows? We'll find out. I don't think she's working on her patience. I think she's an impatient person, and I think we've seen it from literally the moment she appeared on the screen. Like, I'm impatient. Yep. Is that the most terrible thing to be? Depends on the other person. The problem, and it's here's the thing: her impatience is not the reason why Henry is not like getting Mm -hmm.
0: on. Mm -hmm. it's either he's not
1: attracted to her which is a distinct possibility you might have called that right or he is so nervous and so that i i I just cannot imagine a person sitting in front of you saying i want to be closer to you you just have to make a move and the other person wanting that same thing and not making a move
0: yeah yeah they go paddle boarding once again henry looks like a fish out of water but again giving props he's doing it he's doing what he has to do um Christina says, you know, to change her pace, that he's the most stable person she's ever dated. But I don't know. Christina likes to present herself as this wild, fun-loving person. I'm not buying it. She didn't like the bachelorette party. So, no. So, Henry,
1: Henry and Christina continue to just kind of be a mess. We'll see what happens with them.
0: So, I did say, Henry did say he's ready for reality and moving back to New Orleans would be good for them. I kind of see it because then he's not out of his element. So, maybe him being or, in the routine or schedule my work. Or maybe he's like,
1: and then I can escape her because I don't actually like spending time with her.
0: <laughs> so, that's good. it
1: for Henry and Christina.
0: Yes, On to Karen
1: and Miles. <laughs> 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 sorry guys <laughs> um miles has i don't think it's that big of a revelation but it's treated like one go on ahead and tell us what it was
0: okay so miles is saying they're getting closer he's getting more comfortable she's saying the same but i don't believe it and he's going like because we're that comfortable there's something i need to share with you and he's like a few years ago i was diagnosed with clinical Depression, I take medication, I have struggled with it, and I you know i didn't know why it was happening to me i didn't know how to handle it, and you know, I just thought since it's going to affect you as my wife i'm telling you, and please tell us what Karen said to us, at least not to his face but to us.
1: There was a huge dichotomy between what Karen said in the conversation and then what she said in the stand up. <sighs> Because what she said to him was actually the right thing to say. Exactly. She's like, Well, what does it look like? Like, how do we deal with it? How do you communicate about it? How can I help you? Like, it was a good reaction. Mm-hmm. So then I started to get suspicious because in the stand up, she said the wrong thing. Absolutely wrong thing. She said, and, and once again, I'm not sure that the camera was on her face when she said it. She said, It's a red flag. I wanted a very masculine male. I
0: was so mad. <laughs> <sighs> I don't. I was so mad. How did you feel, Tane? The, well, the, that growl in the beginning of the segment tells you how I felt. She said, "This is not what I expected to hear." Like I said, and you're right. Now that I'm thinking about it, the camera wasn't on her face, but the other half of it, the camera was on her face, When she was like, "I expected someone to be more masculine." Into red flag, and I, I was so pissed off, Aid. I was so pissed off for so many reasons because. That could not have been an easy thing for him to say, not just to her, but to everybody else. Because I bet you a lot of people in his life don't even know. Because he told her, if I didn't tell you, you probably couldn't tell, right? And, you know, she yeah. said that. She said that to him and said, oh, that couldn't have been difficult. So for you to say that well, you wanted a more masculine male, and this is where I go, what does masculine mean? Having depression is... is nothing. What I does think that mean?
1: Some guy who's going to treat her like trash that's what she's used
0: to. To be perfectly honest. Because by the time you gather this with what she said, saying she didn't want someone that was emotional, saying that she believes in submission or whatever, caring is trash. As far as I'm concerned, I don't <laughs> care. I'm trying, but every episode she gives me something where I don't like. First of all, she needs to get her energy up. Every episode she's all Ooh,
2: I'm tired. It is
0: <laughs> Maybe she's anemic. I don't know. <laughs>
1: Find you some iron supplements, girl. <laughs> uh, This is the second show for you Below Deck Mediterranean watchers. Yeah. Second show in one week that seems to not be able to handle something that to me at this point seems very normal. Mental illness is normal. At this point with coronavirus, I think one third of the country is experiencing depression. Like it's not, I guess I'm just like, it's not that big of a
0: deal. It's not. And she should know better, like, especially in the black community, like he's actually doing something about it because he could have channeled that in a different way and just been, you know, be unhealthy but he's been nothing but good to you and basically catering to you but even at that we still haven't heard Karen say you know how can I be a better wife to you it's all about what can I do to me at this point I'm tired of seeing miles bend over to be honest I don't like it He's bending over for her and she's giving him nothing because it's one week and Miles is so excited. He's like, Oh, we've been married a week. Did you catch that? Did you see her facial expression? Like, really? Who cares? Who cares? You're going to celebrate that, Mr. Emotional? No, no, I'm not here for Karen, guys. I don't know I'm, how to I'm predict-
1: waiting for Miles to start making some demands of Karen and I think it'll be very good for her.
0: Yeah.
1: Or it's going to break them up, which will be very good for him.
0: Yes. There's, I, there's someone better. Uh, this is not good because, you know, when the mom watches this, she's going to be like, yes, I get my baby back. <laughs> 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 but Miles does bring up intimacy. And she says it should happen naturally when we're both ready. And I'm like, you mean when Deflection. you're ready? When Deflection. you're ready. <laughs> it's not really when they're both ready. Miles has no say in this relationship. It's all about her.
1: Like, back to what Woody said. They're not kissing. They're not touching. What are you... Ex- she's like, oh, when we're both ready. Uh,
0: when will you be ready? Like, it's not... It's not like you're just going to have sex tomorrow. Like, you got to build up to it. Oh. Still it was no building. It was a Freud and slip. It wasn't, a, it was a Freud and slip when she goes, it could be one week, it could be three weeks, it could be never. Miles is like, wait, what? No, never. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, no, I just meant like, no, why would you even put never in there? This, it was a Freud and slip. So we know. you yeah, know, on right.
1: a downward trajectory.
0: Yeah. So I don't know how they're going to get out of this. So either Miles pulls his head out the sand and is like, okay, she's not giving me anything or she has a turnaround. And that's not strange to happen, but I I think you're right. I don't think Karen knows how to be treated right. So she just really doesn't even know what to do with, you know, someone like Miles because he seems too good to be true, I guess. It's unfortunate
1: that we didn't get to see her dad because maybe that would provide some like context for some of this. Yeah. Um, Or see her parents together, but yeah, that's what it is. So we'll see how they do next week. So that's kind of it for our couples. Um, Every week, we will give a bouquet to our top couple or individual of the week and a burnt ashes to the bottom couple. Who gets your bouquet this week?
0: Um, I did not give it to a couple. I gave it to Miles. I gave it to Miles because he's doing his best to make Karen happy. And I think it was very brave of him to come out and tell her and us about his depression he didn't have to he honestly didn't have to he could have waited to go back but it's an important thing because I think Karen is the kind of person who'd be like you should have told me this from the beginning blah blah so I'm glad he did and I'm proud of him and I'm glad that he has some control and good
1: props to Miles I gave my bouquet to Woody for asking Henry <laughs> that question <laughs> because we got, Woody got more information out of Henry than we have for watching six episodes of TV with him <laughs> um, who did you give your burnt ashes to? Two
0: people who should have been matched together brett and karen because karen clearly wants a guy who's trash (laughs) (laughs) what do you think brett wants i don't think brett knows what he wants brett is that's why he's been on 500 dates and can't find anybody that's what i'm saying brett is still reacting to being dumped instead of soul searching and figuring out what is best for him and what he doesn't want or does want he's just like healing the wound with a band-aid and then not healing from the traumas that his brothers have inflicted on him (laughs) is carrying it on over to poor olivia so yeah
1: it would be really great if miles or woody would refer brett to their therapist um since he needs one yep as we all do so
0: who got your ashes
1: um it was real hard so i had to give it to two um i gave it to karen for equating depression with a lack of masculinity good or christina for her vague talk (laughs) with olivia if she knows what happened at that bachelorette party then come out with it instead of vaguely speaking around it she looked foolish (laughs)
0: Well, yeah. So, yeah, I agree with that. But do I? Yes, I do. I was thinking about, <laughs> I was thinking about Christina's. So I was like, did she, did she not? But I didn't think she looked foolish. I just think it was not one hundred percent out of goodwill. But yeah. So before we go, we want to say thank you for those of you that have left us ratings and reviews, and we wanted to read one of them out. Brihi says, "I needed this podcast. I was looking for a married at first Side podcast, and this is everything I was looking for." I love the host chemistry and how they aren't always on the same page with their opinions. Thank you, Brihi. I'm glad you see that, you know, we're on different pages, but you know, we're still friends. We're not fighting. <laughs> and we're always reading from the same book. We are. So, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Like, for example, would like to know what your bouquets and ashes will be for the episode. You can let us know at Altacall, M-A-F-S. That's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. Once again, that's an instagram and twitter and also an email at gmail.com and don't forget to subscribe we appreciate your five-star ratings and we appreciate any reviews we're available
1: everywhere you listen to podcasts thank you for so much for your support and for listening to our show Bye.
0: bye